Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins... I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. But thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So I've lived in the same house for nearly 20 years now, but my family has always said that they've seen or heard things, but I never really did. That was until about one and a half years ago. I was home alone, walking through to take a shower, and I heard three loud knocks. I went to the door, and there was no one there. So I go to jump in the shower, and right as I put the shampoo in... There were three slamming knocks on the bathroom door, like they were the police or something. I said, yeah, I'm in here, thinking that my family had come back. Then I heard my name, Mark. I said, what? Then I hear, he's already here. Who's already here, I said. And no reply. I finish, I get up uh, out of the shower and the house is completely empty. I call my family to see if maybe they left again and they were still at the mall and they hadn't come home. I tell them what happened and they say it happens to them all the time and I just didn't believe them. So, cut to a few weeks later, now I should tell you that I sleep in complete darkness, so I start waking up at like 3.33 every night with a feeling of dread and being watched. 
When I open my eyes, even though it's pitch black, I can see a shadow right beside my bed. And its head, if that's what you would call it, reaches to the ceiling and I can feel it staring at me. I reach over and turn on the light and when I do, it's gone and the feeling of dread vanishes. This goes on for months to the point that I actually get used to it and ignore it altogether and just roll over and go back to sleep. Then I start hearing things moving around in my room in the dark. Things being stepped on. I could hear what sounds like someone sitting down on my couch because you can hear the springs compressing and the feelings of dread return. So I start sleeping with my fan on full burst so that's all I can hear. But again, it gets worse. I wake up at 3.33 as always. Dread overcomes me as I feel someone actually sit on the edge of my bed. At that, I jump out of bed and turn the light on. But when I do, as always, there's nothing there. At this point though, I've had enough and I needed to take control. So a few days later, I was alone sitting in the living room watching Netflix and I hear what sounds like someone running down the hall and then three knocks on my bedroom door. I know this sounds crazy, but I stood up and yelled, this is my house, show yourself, I'm tired of you messing with me while I'm sleeping. I hear nothing. What are you afraid of? Come out, I say. Still nothing. That's when I think I really messed up though. I screamed, you're just scared, you won't do anything to me because you can't do anything. This is my house, and some other stuff that I don't really remember. But that was when it got way worse. That night, I was sleeping, and right beside my bed, there were three booming hard knocks, and someone screaming, wake up. I jump up and run out to see what's wrong, and everybody's asleep. I look at the clock, and it's 3.35, so... I start walking back to my room and I actually see a head pop out from the top of my door like someone is hanging upside down. No features, just darkness. I freeze. The paralyzing fear I felt is giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. It stays there for 20 to 30 seconds, then slowly goes back up out of sight. I wasn't going back in there that night after seeing that. I go to my living room and I sit on the couch with all the lights on. Then I hear a crash in my room, then I hear faint laughing and then silence. When the sun finally came up because I didn't sleep at all, I went back to see what that crash was and everything on my nightstand had been thrown down and was laying on the other side of the room. There were handprints where I had seen that face that had a greenish sort of glow to them for the next month, I was tormented almost nightly with shadows that seemed to be running towards me and then would vanish. Doors slamming behind me, closing into a closet or basement. That really scared me too. Things would randomly disappear and then days or weeks later reappear in the middle of my bedroom floor. People were calling my name. Knocks all day and night. After a month of it getting worse and worse, I talked to someone who was into the paranormal things like this and they said that I needed to stop talking to it because I'm feeding it energy and it's getting stronger the more attention that I give it. So I just started acting like it didn't exist. And to my surprise, things have actually calmed down, but 
it's been over a year since it started and I still wake up all the time at either 3.33 or 3.35 and feel someone looking at me or someone sitting on my bed or walking down the hallway but I ignore it these days and just roll over, cover every bit of my body except the top of my head and ignore it and go back to sleep. The knocks, they still happen all the time while I'm taking a shower and I'll hear hey or mark as I'm walking to the kitchen. I wanted to get a camera and put it in my room to see what happens but to be honest I'm kind of afraid of what I might see. So this happened to me when I was around 9 or 12 years old. I'm over 30 now and I must have told this story over a hundred times. I've even shared it on the internet once or twice too but haven't really got any comments so I thought that I would share it here. Now my family owned a pizza shop that was the first floor of this building. The second floor of the building is where my family lived. It was my stepfather, my mother, older brother, older sister, myself and my younger brother. But the only way to get to the second floor was a staircase outside the building in the back parking lot. You would exit the back door of the pizza shop, walk 15 feet to your right, and walk up the staircase to get into the apartment where my family lived. Note too that we had a staircase in the house that led down to the front of the pizza shop, but it was always locked, and we mostly used that stairwell for just random storage anyway. So... When you would enter the apartment from the back door, atop the stairs from the outside, you would be in our dining room. To the right of the dining room was my mother's room. The dining room connected right to the kitchen, no walls or dividers. Beyond the kitchen was the living room and past the living room was a hallway that led to mine and my brother's and sister's bedrooms. And note again that there were not a lot of windows in the apartment. We had three in the dining room, one in my mother's room and my sister's room had one too. The kitchen, the living room, the hallway and my bedroom that I shared with my brothers, they had no windows at all. If you were standing at the back door, in the dining room, you could see straight through to the kitchen, into the living room and into the hallway that led to the bedrooms. The bathroom was off of the living room but it's not really important to the story, also didn't have any windows in it too. So, now to the actual story. So I woke up from a nap in my mother's room. It was around 11pm because I saw the time on my mother's AM radio and when I went into the dining room the 11 o'clock news was on as well. I called out to my mother and siblings. There was no answer. I walked to the back door and I looked out to see my stepfather working in the family car. I turned around and through the dining room, the kitchen and the living room I could see a light coming from the hallway that led to the bedrooms. The hallway had a high ceiling so I could immediately tell that it wasn't the hallway on because the light looked more like something glowing in the hallway. I started to walk towards the hallway and I made it into the kitchen when I see my sister come out of the hallway and now that I see her she's sort of glowing. She's wearing this nightgown that she usually wore to bed but she was like 100% glowing. I thought that maybe she had a, a torch under her gown or something. I called out to her, but she didn't reply. She just tilted her head to the side and I approached more and she was now standing in the doorway of the kitchen living room. She never moved from the doorway of the hallway or the living room. I couldn't see below her knees at the time because the doorways weren't exactly across from each other and the angle that she was at, her lower half was behind the edge of the couch. 
I said something else to her, at this point annoyed that she was acting weird, and I walked into the living room. Again, she said nothing and just tilted her head. Then she started to back up into the hallway and motioned with her finger for me to follow. So I did. She gets a few feet into the hallway, still motioning for me to follow and, you know, glowing and all that. I got around maybe eight, nine feet away from her and could now see her lower half. And I still can't make sense of this, but she had no legs and was just floating. The bottom of her nightgown flowed around with no resistance, hitting nothing because her legs were not there. She kept motioning for me to follow, but at this point, I was hurriedly backing up and lost sight of her as I reached the doorway of the living room sort of kitchen area. The glow from her completely disappeared when I lost sight of her. It didn't just fade, mind you. It was just like it blinked and it was gone. And the instant the glow was gone, I heard the familiar bang of the metal back door of the pizza shop on the first floor, slamming closed, and I ran to check the back door of the apartment on the second floor to look out, and there I see my mother, my younger brother, and my older sister, who was in completely different clothing. I was stunned. I have no idea what I saw that day. I didn't go back into that hallway or my bedroom for at least a week as well. I told my family about this, and they all have no explanation too. My sister is still alive to this day. I really don't know if it was a ghost or demon or what, but whatever it was, it completely freaked me out and changed my perspective on everything. A couple of things to mention too was that I was 1000% awake. I don't think I was hallucinating. I never saw whatever it was again, and as far as I know, nobody else saw it either. I've had other paranormal things happen to me, but not in that apartment, and not that blatant. Random things at the house my dad and my stepmother had, but yeah, it paled in comparison to this. So, that's my story, and I still don't know what to think about it. Any thoughts or opinions or anything that you would like to share would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. 
That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Some friends and I had gone camping up a canyon in Utah. This was in 2020. Some creepy stuff had happened earlier in the night before I made it to the campground, so we were trying to relax, wind down, and have some fun like we had planned. We were in high school at this point, so we were doing stupid games like Truth or Dare and whatnot. It was me, four friends, and our friend's dog. Now, there was only one other group somewhat close to us, a couple and their dog, who set up their tent a few yards away from us. They weren't close enough to interact with us at all. My friends and I were staying up and talking, laughing, etc. When at some point it sounded like someone's car alarm went off, maybe five or ten miles up the canyon. The next campsite was pretty far away from ours. But we didn't really question the sound and just went about talking until we noticed that the sound had gotten noticeably closer. It happened gradually, so we didn't notice it until it sounded like it was maybe even just a few yards away. The noisier that we were, the closer that it seemed to be getting to us. As we whispered amongst ourselves about what could be making the sound, it came closer and closer, and finally the noise was literally just outside of our tent, mere inches away from us. None of us dared speak or even move an inch in fear of compromising our safety. When we became quiet, so did the noise. After we were dead silent for a few minutes, the noise started up again and began to once again grow further away, until it sounded like maybe it was 10 miles away again. This happened in the span of like 10 or 20 seconds, mind you, but as the night went on, we would hear the noise travel around from campsite to campsite in almost no time at all. It didn't go away as well until about 3am, and we tried to stay pretty quiet for the rest of the night. Now, whatever made this sound traveled the span of roughly 5 to 10 miles in the span of like 5 to 10 minutes. That's a whole mile per minute. It wasn't a vehicle because there were no engine sounds with it and no headlights. It wasn't human because there was not a single footstep or twig crunch or anything, even when it was right outside of our tent. It made zero noise aside from just the beeping. It didn't sound like any animal any of us knew about and it traveled way too fast and was much too loud to be any animal. Also, some other important details were that we originally thought the sound was either a vehicle or a machine of some kind because of the consistent pattern of the beeping. However, when we stopped to listen to it for a while, there was a, a brief moment when the pattern got slightly off tempo, but it sounded sort of accidental, I guess, and quickly got back on the beat afterwards. This led us to believe that something was imitating the sound of a machine or a vehicle. We considered everything from nocturnal birds to pranksters with an air horn, but nothing really added up. We ended up waking up the next morning at 5 o'clock to just pack up and we left. The other campers who were sleeping a few yards away from us 
but they were already completely gone by the time that we were getting up. And this leads us to believe that whatever was messing with us that night had messed with them pretty bad too. I wish we could have seen our friend's dog's reaction to what happened, but he had already fallen asleep by 8 or 9pm, long before the beeping started. It started around like 11 or 12 at night. But I recently got together with those same friends that I camped with back then and I brought up what happened that night. One of my friends too said that when the rest of us fell asleep, the same thing had happened again but instead of a car alarm, the sound was a baby crying apparently, traveling at the same speed and distance as before and according to her, it circled our tent a few times before fading off again. The people camping closest to us definitely didn't have a baby as well. Of course, I'm not 100% about this detail because I don't remember her telling us about it up until last week and the experience happened like two years ago so it may have been misremembered or something like that but then again, I definitely was asleep when it supposedly happened. I do remember that much. Oh and uh, another notable detail too is that we were less than 50 miles away from Skinwalker Ranch and if you know anything about that place then you'll know that it is a really weird area. This happened to me last year when I was home alone. My two older brothers are always out in our local church, which is pretty near to us. It's like one street away. At this day, we had no electricity. It was daytime. We couldn't pay our bill on time or something like that, so... I was home alone and I'll admit that I'm really not into church like my brothers are anyway because I'm just too lazy when it comes to religions and things that need me to go out and talk to people. I would always choose to be home alone back then anyway. So yeah, I was home alone, no electricity, just using my phone, drawing stuff on my sketchbook, music, etc. My brother went home and he went straight to the bedroom, no word or anything at all. But it wasn't very fast. He walked like he would normally with a, a normal face. So after a couple of hours, it was almost getting to night time. We do have some candles, but I couldn't find them. So I asked my brother, who was still not out of his bedroom. He came out quickly and went outside the house after he told me to follow him and fix the electricity. I was like, what? What's your plan? And he asked me to get the screwdriver and pliers. He taught me how to put the electricity back on when it's cut off. He told me to cut this hanging thing. It was a lock for this electricity meter or something. It's a circle shaped thing that's attached to a wall in every house that has electricity. He told me to remove the seal after the lock and pulled out the whole cover. This revealed a plastic chip that was in between this metal that is supposed to be in contact with the cover. I just removed it so I removed that chip too and put back the cover and the lights came on. I was like, oh, wow, that's it? That was easy. My brother went straight back to his bedroom again. Then I received a call on my phone. Hey, uh, we're going to spend the night here. You should come here. We got the electricity going and food here as well. My brother said. He was the one who was speaking. It was definitely his voice. I know my brother's voice. This voice is the one who just helped me fix our electricity, though. I told him, where are you? And he told me that he was still at the church. I said, stop, you're obviously joking. You're so lame. 
and I wanted to go into his bedroom just to throw a pillow at him, but I realized I'm not even hearing any voice from his bedroom while I was talking to him, which was really weird. He was talking normal, he was not being quiet, and I mean, really, I should be able to hear him inside, but there was no voice at all. I stood there sort of dumbfounded. I couldn't run and suddenly my legs turned really weak. I didn't even want to make any sound at all, so I slowly as a snail grabbed my pants and really slowly walked outside while looking in every single corner that I could see. I began tearing up. My lips were shaking while I was thinking, if this is a prank, then man, this is a really good one. But as I found out later, it wasn't. It wasn't a prank at all. I arrived at the church trembling, even cried worse when I saw both my brothers. They'd never seen me cry like that before. I'm not even the crying type, really. But when I spoke to them, they confirmed that they had been at the church all afternoon. This is definitely one of the most weird, traumatic, and spooky experiences that I've ever had. And when I think about it, I've been with someone that I'm sure was not human. Whoever that was, it was not my brother. And I talked to him. I followed his orders to fix our electricity. I followed a, a non-human's command. So I've been debating about sharing this story with anyone outside of my small circle of people that were there, but I want to share my experience in hopes that it saves someone's life or to give understanding of what someone else has experienced at the very least. So late fall 2010, in northern Canada, I went deep into the wilderness with my father and my eldest brother to hunt for moose. We left early in the morning, just before sunrise, trying to cover as much distance as possible before nightfall. We traveled winding rivers and had to repeatedly portage over rapids all day. But we decided to set up camp just after halfway to our destination. My father figured that we'd make the rest of the journey tomorrow. And well, when everyone bedded down for the night, I decided to go and grab some firewood and relieve myself down by the bank of the river, just out of reach of the light from the campfire. Out from the tree line, about 15 yards away, all of a sudden I could hear rustling in the bushes. I watched the area where I heard the noise and focused on that spot. All of a sudden too, I felt kind of funny, sort of dizzy or lightheaded, and I could smell this putrid stink, like old milk or rotten food. Then I saw the tree start to sort of, I don't know, morph and move ever so slightly and began to take the shape of a a head and slight facial features. My eyes began to adjust to the darkness and along the tree line I could hear this voice coming from there. I recognized the voice. It sounded like one of my relatives who had recently passed away. The face took the shape of my relative too. They said, hello, I've missed you. Come and see me. I smiled and I stepped forward a bit but stopped to analyze the situation. My relative's face stopped smiling and became sort of emotionless. The skin began to turn pale and suddenly peeled away. Chunks of flesh from their cheeks began to fall away and I felt shock and fear overwhelm my body. 
I couldn't make sense of any of this, so I started to back away and make my way back to camp. I didn't realize at the time that I'd been walking towards the voice, and I was further away from the firelight than I thought I was. The voice became angry and began shouting at me to come here, so I turned to run away, but as I looked back one more time, I saw the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen. It was rotting flesh on just gnawed bone, caved-in eyes, and a hollow chest cavity. This humanoid creature was tall and super thin. At that, I ran as fast as I could, trying to yell for help, but the fear had made my voice quiet and raspy. I ran along the riverbank, and I could hear the heavy breaths and the stomping feet from this thing right behind me. I made it onto the top of the riverbank, but it grabbed a hold of my leg as I jumped up. I gripped and tore the grass, trying to lift myself and yelled as loud as I could. Then finally my voice came back and I yelled that someone has my leg. My brother woke up and ran over to where I was, then he pulled me up and took me over to the fire. I was terrified, trying to explain what I saw and that it looked like my relative, but not. I was trying to convince them that I wasn't seeing things, but my brother nodded his head and said, I saw it too, I know. That solidified it. He acknowledged that it was real, and he must have seen it when he was grabbing me. We stayed up all night after that too, rifles loaded and close by. We packed up when the sun was coming up, and we just went back home. We haven't shared that story with anyone out of fear of being labeled as crazy or liars. I know, it sounds unbelievable. I've had nightmares, and I couldn't sleep for months afterwards. I would see these things, dark figures looking into my window or hear whispers when I was walking home at night. Eventually, I began seeing this dark figure daily. In desperation after trying to figure this out, I eventually went to medicine men or a shaman for help, but I've learned that the ceremonies only relieve it temporarily, I think. Friends have given me everything from protection pouches to crystals to you name it. I found out that there's a strong possibility that what I encountered may have been a wendigo. I learned that if you encounter one and survive, it attaches itself to you like a parasite. I've learned that it could only do this if it touches you, which it did. Ever since that night, I've been on edge when I enter into any forest or wooded area, which sucks because I really love being outdoors, hunting and in nature. And now, I always feel like I need to keep my back against something when I'm out in the wild, which is really frightening. Anyways, make your own conclusions about this. I've paid a price for being an ignorant child to the stories of old. As unbelievable as they may sound, some of them, I know for a fact now that they're real. I can definitely attest to that. So I was leaving the gym the other afternoon and was awkwardly sort of exiting behind a middle-aged man. He was pretty well dressed to be exiting a gym, but he held the door open for me, then began keeping pace with me when I headed toward the direction of my car that it was parked in. He began talking to me, just sort of politely at first, and I realized that he had a strong accent, like a European one. I'm pretty bad with recognizing the specific ones, but... He quickly changed the conversation from normal small talk to asking me if I was single. I was flattered, but I quickly said no, and I tried to speed up. 
but he kept pace with me. He seemed, I don't know, upset by this and moved a little closer to my side as we walked through the parking lot. Would you leave him for me? You're beautiful. I could take good care of you, he said. I know I made a face because he grinned like he knew that I was uncomfortable but was also sort of excited by it. I said to him, I'm in a happy relationship, thanks. I deadpanned seeing that my car was just four more spaces down and considered running for it. There was also no one else in the parking lot but us. Would you give me your number? He was already taking out his phone. I'll text you so you'll have mine in, in case you change your mind. Um, no thank you, I quickly said. If you'll excuse me. I sped up again and thankfully he stopped at the car one pace before where I was parked. I sort of half jogged to my car, risking a glance back toward him. He was watching me intently. My gut told me that he was waiting to figure out which car was mine. But as I unlocked the door, I saw him start speed walking toward me. Sped up by fear now, I jumped into my car and immediately locked the doors. I quickly turned my key and threw my car into reverse as he suddenly was at my door. Without even checking what was behind me, I hit the gas and pulled out of the space. And when I did, I saw him pull his phone back out and seemingly take a picture as I accelerated away from him. I was shaking with fear as I pulled out of the parking lot. I didn't have any pepper spray and I didn't have a weapon on me either. To be honest, I don't know what he would have done if he had reached me before I could lock my door, but I'm afraid that he got a picture of my license plate or something. I don't know what he was doing. Part of me thinks that maybe this was a, a trafficking attempt or something, or maybe he was just a creep. Either way, I won't be going back to that gym anytime soon. That's for sure. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more 
at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.